Hello and welcome everyone to the Gaming Otaku Bros. My name is Cygnus and with me as always is my good friend Indie Hero 5000. Hello, hello. Today we got a great episode for you all. We'll start off with a little bit of uh, some some kind of anime and and uh, VTuber news as well as some GoFest news that's been happening this weekend. And we'll kind of end it off with some video game news and things that we've been up to. So let's just jump right in, shall we? Let's do so it. Let's, so let's start off with GoFest. As I mentioned, today was the first day of GoFest for Pokemon Go. And yes, to all those that are wondering, a lot of people still do play it. <laughs> uh, eight hours that were dedicated to GoFest. Uh, four different... Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Kind of special hours dedicated to certain Pokemon. Between... Uh, the cave, desert, a jungle, and the ocean. And each hour gave out different Pokemon that, for how Niantic handles that kind of stuff, they they end up dropping off a lot of the older models of phones to keep up with everything new that's coming out year by year. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally understand why they do it. It's just like, it sucks because I don't want to upgrade, but... If I want to play the game anymore, I'll have to upgrade, you know? Yeah. As well as today, we also saw the release of a new mythical Pokemon known as Meloetta, which is actually my personal favorite mythical Pokemon. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, I'm I'm but, very behind on my Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of people were kind of upset about Meloetta being added in because there were certain Gen 4 mythicals that had yet to be put in like Manaphy and Fion, as well as uh, Arceus, which my guess on that is Arceus will be released with Pokemon Legends Arceus. that will come out next year. Which makes total sense. Yeah. It's a psychic normal type that is well known for her uh, voice. She is a very talented singer Pokemon. Oh, okay. What, yeah. gen, uh, what gen from? Gen 5. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Between my friend and I, who I went out and played with, we got about fifty nine shinies, which Dang. is like that's crazy. Is, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I ended up getting twenty nine. I think he got like thirty. I don't know if I have. I might have like one shiny. <laughs> <laughs> as the days or as the two days go on, there's also special challenges that need to be completed throughout the whole entire event. And by doing that, you get a special uh, unlockable uh, events uh, that will go for about a week or so. And so far, from what I have seen since I've gone home from my time out playing, was we did get the first and second event, and we're still working towards our third one. Yeah, Go GoFest is like a really good time to get shinies. The only thing that sucks is that you have to pay actual money in order to do it. Oh, really? So it's like a like a pass it, that you have to purchase. Yep, and you can't use coins that that you build up. You actually have to spend money for it. Interesting. So how much does the pass go for? So before it was about fifteen twenty bucks. But because this is the fifth anniversary of Pokemon Go, they actually dropped it down to five bucks, which is kind of a deal. I mean, honestly, every... that's about how much I would want to pay, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and and back in the day, they had they had their events in Chicago and like major cities across the world. Yeah, I do remember them yeah. getting announced, and they were always in like not here kind of places. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and and back then, you would have to go to those locations in order to get the special uh, uh, spawns that would come out, all the the increased shiny chances and all that. It was kind of annoying. Because the passes would go by fast. And maybe, and you know, at least for me, if I wanted to go, I would have to try to get a Saturday pass. Well, if the Saturday passes run out and I can only get Sunday, then I'm kind of out of luck. Yeah, for Hopefully they do this going forwards to where maybe they still hold these things in certain places, but they also allow, you know, everybody else to play. Maybe a... Maybe if they don't get everything, if they can't go to like L.A. or something, they yeah. can still do this broad thing that you know they're doing this year. I think that they'll kind of keep it the way that it is now, where they'll just do a global event like this. Yeah, but they're also holding like special gatherings in certain cities. Like I think there was one in Chicago. I think there was one in New York and one in L.A. and one in Houston and like a few other cities all around the United States. Yeah, as well as cities across the world like Tokyo and Paris and uh, London and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. But yeah, they, this was actually the second year they did this because they did it last year because of the pandemic. And since the pandemic is still going on this year, for the most part, they decided to do it again. And I think that it's a rousing success. So yeah, I think they'll I think do- more people are starting to learn, you know, there are better ways to you know, you've had to learn new ways to do stuff during this whole And a lot of things have turned out better for you. Yeah. Opening it well, up to a wider audience, you know, instead of only a select few participating. Yeah. Well, and it also kind of sucks because, like, for the Chicago event, you know, you paid 20 bucks to go to go to this event in Chicago, but that doesn't count for the travel cost. It doesn't count for a hotel. It doesn't count for food or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, Sure, it was twenty bucks for the pass, but you're also probably spending hundred fifty for everything, maybe even a little bit higher, depending on what kind of hotel you are you're going for, or something like that. Or maybe you're going for a B and B, or a, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess Airbnb would be another one, but that's still the B and B kind of thing. Maybe that box down by the the van down yeah. by the river better. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to do that in Chicago. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow is a, is the second day of the event with uh, special raids going on. So for each hour, there will be certain legendaries that will be appearing in each of the hours, and you raid to your heart's content. I'm not going to really do that one so much. If I get invited, then I'll do the raids, but I'm not too worried about it. So do they still have the... Because I know they did the whole like quarantine set up to where you do more things from your home. Do they still have that stuff available? Yes, but it's only for a little bit more time. So like for this GoFest, for instance, you could still pay that pass and you can do raids from your house. Yep. Okay. Well, that's not, that's pretty cool then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so the whole thing with that is that the remote raid passes will still be there. But the whole aspect of them is that they only do half damage while using them. Oh. They want you to still go out and 
be a part of the raid in order to get the full damage. Okay. For the pandemic, for the pandemic, they raised it up to where it was full damage, but they're going to revert that back to half damage once this whole thing's done. Sure. Granted, they made that announcement before this new flare-up of the Delta variant, so I'm hoping that they'll keep it this way for a little bit longer, especially with how how much of a rise there is right now. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, see what Ni- Yeah, we'll see what Niantic does, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's just a headache. It's a headache for them. It's a headache for us because we're like we want this to stay the same, and they want to go back to how it was, and it's just like, yeah, I get it. I get why. So anything else well, cool going on with the GoFest then? Uh, not too much more like i said there is some special ultra unlocks that will be coming out here within the end of the month one of them was uh a distortion of time is what they call it where pokemon from the future and past will be making an appearance in the game and they're also releasing some new shinies to be a part of that which will be kind of cool i usually never get shinies during an actual like during their actual event i usually get them like weeks or months after the event so it's just kind of like all right cool <laughs> all right. it's all it's all luck based <laughs> if nothing else crazy's going on then we can make the return of the otaku yes tell us all about the summer anime yes after after a after a long time of not talking about it we're finally into a time to where i can kind of go more into detail about what's what's been going on so I'm going to start off with the biggest anime for me personally, and that is Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid Season 2. For most of the people who know of that anime and know of the animation studio that was a part of that, that made that series, uh, this is the return of Kyoto Animation. I don't know if you know much about what happened there, Josh. I know nothing. Just... All right. So <laughs> about... Two years ago, I want to say, two, three years ago, this deranged man went into the flagship animation studio in Kyoto, Japan, with a canister full of gasoline and doused the place in gasoline and lit it on fire. It killed quite a few people in this, including the director of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 1. Yeah. Did they catch the guy? Oh yeah, they they found him outside, completely covered in burn marks, still alive. And from what I understand, he is. I believe they're still going through the trial right now. They had to make sure that he was strong enough to withstand trial because he had to get skin grafts and all that kind of stuff. So he got he was an idiot and got himself completely doused in his own gasoline and caught on fire. And Miss Kobayashi season two was announced i want to say three months before that happened maybe a little bit longer and there wasn't a lot of people were just kind of like well are they still going to do it i mean the director's dead are they going to kind of continue on with this or are they going to find someone else to do it don't know what what was going on there and then it kind of came out last year that yes it's coming back we got season two coming out this summer and 
two weeks ago was the very first episode, and it was kind of nice because in the opening credits, they actually put the name of the original director in there oh, as a good. homage to him. Yeah, as a homage to him for his work. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they lost a lot of great creative people there. Uh, I believe one of them was the main artist for the Harwi Susamiya series, which is a big deal for those of us who are otakus because Harwi Susamiya was kind of like, is considered a flagship anime. Okay, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of it's one of those ones that for any kind of starter otaku, they kind of watch it to kind of get, kind of get their feet wet within it. Something that's not quite Dragon Ball or Naruto or Bleach. The things I like. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's a nice kind of like, yeah, it's a it's a nice way to kind of get your feet wet into something that's not strictly shown in anime. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see here. As for other series that we had that came out for this season, we have the second core of Slime, which is a big deal. For those who remember the first part, uh, Rimuru became an official demon lord, which was used to revive his... Uh, all of his friends and villagers who were killed by humans. But yeah, as, as time goes on, he, of course, absorbs other monsters and gains their abilities and memories and stuff like that. In like the first episode, he meets a dragon, and to break, him, break the dragon out of its seal, he swallows it whole and just kind of absorbs it. <laughs> <laughs> we break you out of your prison, put you in another. Pretty much. But I mean, it was just, to, it was just so that the the alternate conscious, which I'm not I don't remember what the name of it was, could help figure out a way to break it and they don't break it until season two until in which the dragon comes back and of course can transform into a human because, you know, all magical dragons can do that. I mean even in D D and stuff like that, dragons can turn into humans. Kind of just in the dragon lore. Yeah. And yeah, during all this time, he befriends all these different monsters. He befriends goblins and lizard folk and uh, forest spirits, uh, ogres, and yeah, just beastmen and, and like, like all these people. And they all come together and make a village under Rimuru. Um, yeah, it's where where is this one streaming at? Uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation. Okay, this one actually sounds kind of cool. Like. And just a little green season. slime. Uh, he he's blue, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be interesting. Yeah, it's 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 definitely the high fantasy style that would definitely is something I'm way more interested. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to look that one up after the podcast. That one actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah, and like I said, the season two part two just started two weeks ago. I wish uh Sony or somebody would. Add Crunchyroll or Funimation to PlayStation Plus or something like that. Yeah, it would be nice. The I would love to watch some of these things, but I I've already subscribed to so many different things that I don't really want to subscribe to. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I get it. 
I, I mean, I, I personally only subscribe to Funimation and Crunchyroll. My folks have Hulu and Netflix, so I just kind of bum off of them for that information and just yeah. use that to to watch random things. Might, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that might get on there. But yeah, I, I personally play only pay for Funimation and Crunchyroll. Gotcha. Cool. Well, what else is going on in the anime world? Um. There really isn't anything else too crazy right now for the summer anime. At least nothing that I that I think would be big like Miss Kobayashi or uh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime. There was a second season for My Next Life as a villainess, which is kind of interesting. So again, it's one of those isekai animes where the character dies and gets transported into this alternate reality. Where it turns out that she gets transported into, I th- want to say it was a manga or anime or it was a video game, like a visual novel video game, where no matter what happens, no matter what she decides, the villainess ends up dying in some way, whether it's like through like suicide or gets killed by by this by a random person or gets shipped off and dies and and see. And she ends up taking control of this character, so she's trying to do everything she can to survive. Hmm. Not, yeah, it, it's it's not as epic as as slime, but it was it was one of the ones I watched a few years back when they first aired the first one. Gotcha. So, season two or something. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That one doesn't seem, sound as interesting to me as the as the other one, slime one. Yeah, it's kind of like an isekai slash rom com kind of thing. Gotcha. So yeah, it's not as it's not as intense, not not as uh battle heavy as slime. Right. Uh, did they did they end up finishing up my hero? Uh. Or is that still going on? That is still going on. We are we are technically on on the second part of My Hero season five. Okay, gotcha. I didn't know yeah. how the seasons worked really with with anime. It varies between the series. For My Hero, they tr- I believe they tend to go go back to back with that. There are certain parts where one one core or thirteen episodes gets shown, and then they wait a few months, and then they show the second core. Gotcha. But that that's only if they're doing a full twenty six episode season. Yeah, they they did that with a uh, re zero when season two came out because the first thirteen episodes came out in the fall of last year, and then the winter they showed the next thirteen. I see. So they do like split season. Yeah. All right. I I haven't. Dove back into my hero in a, in a little bit. I'm still interested in it. I consume my anime in really small bits. Yeah, <laughs> I I get it. Uh, as for other kind other types of news, we did have some announcements that were made that we're still kind of waiting for release dates. All right. Uh, one of them is the second season of Saga of Tanya the Evil. Which that one is would be something that I think you would probably enjoy. It's a bit more war heavy because the person that gets transported to the other world, uh, 
ends up going into this alternate world that's kind of like like World War One slash World War Two Germany. Hmm. And the whole thing is that that this adult man ends up becoming a little girl known as Tanya von Degerchoff. <laughs> so yeah. you have this like you have like this like like blonde, like eight year old girl that has like really strong magic and can pretty much blow up anything with her gun that is like cruising around defeating all these adults. Kind of into it. it. <laughs> it's it's actually really good. And there was a lot of uh unknowns regarding if this was going to get a second season just because a lot of the uh uh kind of parallels between this between this world and our germany in that time frame yeah. granted you know, you know they they're not going into the whole holocaust or anything like that but yeah. there was some certain things i was like i don't know sure. but I, i'm i'm personally happy that there's gonna be a second season yeah uh crazy but fun yeah uh i i would say and i would think that a lot of other people say would say that uh saga of the tiny evil is considered one of the big four uh isekai animes interesting i've yeah. never even heard of it before. which is kind of funny because they're all like chibi styled anime characters oh all i think i remember out. you telling me about yeah, they're they're all like going to high school, so you have this like giant skeleton of Einzel Gone surrounded by all these regular humans, who's like going to school. That sounds really weird. It's it's actually really really funny. It, I mean, it sounds interesting in a fun way. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know what the fascination is taking, chibifying them, <laughs> if that's even a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in the English language, anything can become a, a verb, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe check it out. I, I've i been interested in Overlord, because that one... I've heard a lot about that one, and it sounds interesting. Yeah. Along the same lines as, like, Kirk, one that I've been interested in. Gotten around. Yeah. Uh, Over, Overlord's, like, like, the darkest uh, isekai anime of the four. Sure. Just just because the character goes into this goes into this gaming world, he's the leader of this evil faction that is part of Nazarene, and you know he's like he's like in control of a vampire known as Shaltier. He has a succubus by the name of Albedo, and like all of these different beings that are just like pure evil. Yeah, which is cool because you know, most anime grows journey. Kind of yeah, have one that's. Featuring prominently the evil people. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And it's interesting because this, they're, they announced season four a few months ago. And from what I've been told from friends is that this one will, uh, will like, like really see them go like really deep into the evil side. So like the main character who takes over as Einzel Gohn, uh, has been trying to kind of be playing off as a hero, but in in retrospect, he's been slowly delving into the darker evil side of what his faction is known for. Yeah, it's it's a Dark good way. series. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a really good series. There's a reason why there's four seasons at this point. Right. Yeah. No, that's definitely one of the ones that has has shown up in my radar. Somebody that doesn't follow a lot of anime news, Berserk and 
Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Unless you bring in somebody new, but then the same story after that. I don't know if they're special edition books, but just like new editions of the of all the Berserk books. Yeah. They look really nice. I, I want to get them. But... Yeah, Berserk was always one that I, I've always heard about, but I never actually uh took a look at just because I had other other series and stuff like that that kind of came into my forefront that I was more interested in. Yeah. It it's still on my backlog and I will get to it eventually. I know it's supposed but... to be like a really heavy and dark like mm. not a light show or manga to <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not not light and fluffy. It's No, it's definitely dark, it's definitely dark and, uh, dark and gritty and brutal and bloody you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah crazy i've never read or watched it yeah and it's too bad that the uh that the uh the author for berserk passed away recently so yeah, that series is infant that. yeah it's 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 done it's there there's no way they can continue it on so it's just kind of left in well, i've been looking open, open-ended story yeah which kind of sucks, but there's nothing you can. Yeah. Cool. Anything yeah. else going on with it? I'm not berserk in general, just other animals. Uh, we did get an update with the Shield Hero season two that did get pushed back until uh, spring of next year. All right. Yeah, that's another one that uh, you and a few other people have recommended to me as well. Yeah, Shield Hero is really good. I've watched season one. I'm excited for season two as well as season three. Whenever that will uh, get get uh closer to that release date but sure. yeah uh season two was supposed to be out this fall but i'm guessing because of covid and other time constraints and whatnot they had to push it back to the spring season of 2022 yeah which is fine it's fine i get it the laser gonna Think, happen yeah it's just it's just part of life oh yeah one of these days i will watch all of these <laughs> Whenever I have yeah. access to them without spending more money than <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's the key there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But, yeah, but uh as for the summer stuff, I'm pretty much done as well as future stuff. The spring anime se- season was good. Some series I enjoyed, others I just kind of had to be like what just happened? <laughs> I understand <laughs> yeah like for example so one of the animes that I watched for the spring was Zombieland Saga Revenge and the last few episodes were interesting a giant uh, typhoon came by and pretty much wiped out the city and, what, and whatnot they're all they're all being transported to one of the massive like mall stations of Japan and they're having to set up a, a charity concert to help kind of get everything back on track and whatnot. And they actually managed to succeed in going through with the concert. But at the end, this random alien spaceship comes out of nowhere and obliterates the town. And it just goes to white and you don't know what happens next. <laughs> I I know. I was just kind of like, all right, that was a thing. Is there going to be more, or are we just going to leave it with everyone died? The yeah. end. <laughs> you think maybe they just didn't know how to end it, so they're like, you know what, aliens. Well, I've kind of, <laughs> I've kind, I've kind of de- developed into uh, the lore of the series, and apparently Saga is under a curse where 
for anything good that happens, uh, uh, something of equal or greater bad will happen. Oh. So in this case, nothing bad happened during the concert, so aliens showed up and blew up the town. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that whole point. Uh, I kind of feel like that's like Darling in the Franks and how they handled that second half of that series, but whatever. I'm hoping that there's a third season to kind of help explain it. If not, then we're just going to assume that everyone died. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. But, oh, as for other series, there wasn't anything too big or exciting or crazy that I can remember from the spring season, so I think that's it. That was just kind of like the one that just I just kind of was like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, fun. That was, a, that was a fun update. Definitely want yeah. to check out that slime one. That one does intrigue me a little. Yes. Uh, yeah, the time we got reincarnated as a slime is really good. I, I remember when, when it first was announced, and I was like, alright, I'll go ahead and check this out, and I ended up getting hooked right into it. Yeah, it's it was just... kind of an unassuming title. You know, it doesn't sound super catchy, but yeah. And as soon as you started describing it, okay, that that sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah, and I mean, there there's some like really funny bits and whatnot. There's an ogre by the name of Shion who's kind of like Rimuru's bodyguard, but she's like, you know, she tries to also be like the maid and whatnot, and her cooking's like really terrible. Like, like he, he tries to do a berserk on it, and it was just kind of like there was like a ninety percent chance of poisoning him. <laughs> so he made, so he made like 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 one of these like like little goblins that was gob to eat it and end up getting a poison resistance towards it. That sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely on my list of things to check out. Yeah, it's a good series. Cool. Well, I mean, as far as TV shows and stuff go, I haven't really been. I have I've been catching up on Loki. Like Loki's actually really good. Yeah, I've I have some friends who have been who have been watching that as well, and yeah, they they've been going crazy over. I haven't watched how, the finale, how, which just happened yeah. earlier this week. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite things in the MCU right now. Yeah, so I don't have much to say on it. You know, I I got to watch the finale. I was probably gonna watch that later. We'll give an update on it next uh, month. Yeah, for sure. But anybody that's interested in in Marvel at all, I do one hundred percent recommend it's very well done and it's setting up the future of marvel movie multiverse yeah 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 it's it's very good though great humor great cast story's been phenomenal so far i mean i feel like i feel like anything that has to do with loki of all characters it would have to be at least somewhat funny just because he's the god of trickster yeah and it's it's cool because they're giving him a lot more depth in this so he's not just like I'm the trickster god, and that's my whole thing. That's my that's my whole shtick. Yeah, no, uh, they definitely start off that way, and and slowly starts, you know, getting more character growth throughout the whole series. And it's a short series too; it's only like six episodes or something. Interesting. Yeah, good though. Yeah. Other than that, uh, me and Kirby both watched Netflix Resident Evil. Uh, series that came out oh yeah how was that not great no that's that's it that, is. I, I, honestly i want to say i'm surprised but i'm not really <laughs> it's it's fine if you're a 
if you're a hardcore Resident Evil person and you just love Resident Evil, like there's some cool moments in there. There's some really fun action sequences. There's some good lore stuff in there if you care about the characters like you know, Leon and Claire and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the show felt very disjointed and I was confused on where they were a lot of the time. And I don't think that's a good thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, there were some cool sequences in there. The, there's like the submarine section and there's a outbreak of like zombified rats on the submarine. And um, that part was really cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was like four episodes long. It was basically a movie that they just split up into four episodes. Okay. Um, so it's it's a really fast, like you can burn through it. I think the episodes are like 20 minutes a piece or something. You can burn through an evening. Nice. So if, you, if you're into just dumb zombie stuff, you know, like it's fun and it is it's campy and it's Resident Evil, you know? Mm. But if you're if you're not a fan of the Resident Evil series or weird animation movies, and then I I would skip it. You know, leave it up to you. <laughs> okay. But um, other than that, no, I haven't really been watching it. I've been I've been watching a lot of ghost shows because that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and as for me, I mostly watch VTubers at this point. Oh yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I, I have fallen really deep into that rabbit hole, and yes, I, I have. <laughs> I, I, I cannot find my way back out, and I don't want to find my way back out. <laughs> I just remember it was a few months ago. Yeah. I walked up to you, and you're like, "I, uh, I discovered V." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool. Tell me more." Yeah, and it's just. And then, yeah. like four months later. You are doing nothing but watching these people and buying all of their merchandise. <laughs> yep. It's been really funny, but I'm glad you're having fun with it. Though. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like that these, that these girls, these, these girls and guys, I should say, because it's not just girls, but I feel like that these people are doing a lot of good things, especially regarding the pandemic, as to kind of keep people's minds off of, the what ifs of what's going on in the world, whether it's, you know, it's the same reason. It's the same reason I watch Twitch streamers, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's something to to do. That's not watching the new stuff. Yeah. And just feeling a sense of dread of what's happening and where things are going. So yeah, it's kind of nice to where I can just kind of get up in the morning. and I'm like, all right, who's streaming right now? Let's just see who's going, what's going on. And, right. And, and just kind of laugh my butt off at what they're doing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I like the technology mm. and I think the concept of it all is very cool. I just haven't found one that, that grasped me. Cause like the ones that you've sent me to watch and stuff, I'm like, eh, this is not for me. Yeah. There, there, there's a, <laughs> there's either like really impressive jiggle physics or the voices are way too high. Yeah. So <laughs> or it's, both. Or both. Yeah. Most of the time it's both. But yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, again, I mean, again, I'm glad you're having fun with it. Yeah, I mean, Calliope Mori isn't that bad. Yes, she has the jiggle physics, but her voice isn't like that high. <laughs> my, so my main problem with it is, 
they take up like 60% of the screen. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I want to watch the game. I don't want to watch this super janked out person on the screen. You know? Cause like the yeah. animations are not very good on the. No. So it's like, I would rather hear them and have them as a small person in the side of the screen, like a normal Twitch streamer. Yeah. Than to have this janky physics thing up, taking up most of the screen with a little bit of gameplay. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's my biggest problem. with. Mm. I'm hoping that as time goes on and the technology gets better, you know, it won't be as, you know, choppy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of that's how also has to do with the cameras as well, because they're literally recording themselves from their phone for most of them. Yeah. And it's being uploaded to the computer. So yeah, they may, well, they may be swaying back and forth. It's like catching them going like, like really fast back and forth as they're moving or whatnot, just yeah. because of lag or delay or, you know, what have you. Yeah, and I have no doubt that it's here to stay because it's been the success of these people crazy. Yeah, I can't say anything bad about. Them. Yeah, power I, mean, to I mean, I mean, we have Gargura, who, as you most commonly know her as Shark Girl, she she has been around for about oh nine ten months at this point with her other gen mates, which would include Calliope Mori, and. She has completely overtaken every VTuber that is currently out right now. Yeah, she's even been showing up some of these streams that I've been watching with quote unquote normal Twitch stream. Yeah. Um there there was like an event a couple weeks ago for the game's called Scarlet Nexus. Yeah. It's kind of an anime style game and it had like one of my guys that I watch, uh O Carnage. On on it, and then like right under his name was this weird anime shark girl. I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But so so it's it's cool to see them like uh you know permeating that you know, the atmosphere. Yeah, definitely and, there. And they're starting to kind of break out into these conventions. I know all of the Hall Life EN girls were part of Anime Expo, which I believe is it may not be the first time that that the VTubers have done these conventions, but it's at least the first one that I know of to where this has happened, which was really kind of cool just because it's kind of branching out to other people who may not have gone down the rabbit hole yet, but at least kind of get them knowing them. Yeah. That's cool. Um, You were telling me before there's a, new one that just came onto the scene and they're already like skyrocketing. Yeah, that is uh Iris. She is a V singer, which means that she mostly her her main shtick is that she is a singer, kind of more idolish than some of the other girls. And at the time of her announcement, she had already gained about 200,000 subscribers on YouTube and was still growing at that point. The last, <laughs> the last time I had checked, which was just a few minutes ago, I say a few minutes, like 30 minutes to about an hour, 
she was at 495,000 and I'm guessing that she'll hit 500,000 by the end of the night. Yeah. That's that's impressive. I mean like goes that's really good. Yeah, I I personally think that she will hit 1 million bef- before her first month. Which that is insane. Not yeah, not even Gar- not, not yeah, not even Gargora hit hit 1 million that quickly. Yeah, and but she's, she's kind of like, paved the way for that. Yeah, she she definitely did. She's at right now about three million point zero two, I want to say, maybe zero three. So she's about three million and about thirty thousand subscribers, which is still pretty damn impressive. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely the new hot thing on Twitch and you. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. uh, here to stay. Sure. Yeah, and as I've told a few of my friends who I've kind of showed some clips to and whatnot, we've all had a laugh at that. I told them if 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 this is if you're wanting to get into entertainment and wanting to get into like the YouTube and Twitch stream, now's the time to get become a tw- become a a VTuber because right now it's when it's blown up and you're gonna get the the followers. You're gonna get that bump. Such a yeah. new. Hmm. And you know you're gonna have people who are gonna be clipping your content and showing off your funny side. And you know, there there's one guy that I that I followed who's known as Cooksey, and honestly, he's turned me on to so many different uh, independent VTubers, and I love helping out the small people like that and kind of get them big to help you know doing keep them doing something that they want to do. Yeah. For sure. Anything else crazy going on with that? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, um, the only other thing I, I watched and I forgot to mention earlier, the SGDQ, uh, Summer Games Done Quick, just wrapped up. Um, but they ended up raising $2.9 million. Whoo, that's impressive. Very impressive for all the people out there that say video games don't do any good. I wrong. beg to differ. Because <laughs> they do this... They do this twice a year, every single year, mm-hmm. and it's always they're always breaking their previous records and stuff like that. Two point nine million dollars to Doctors Without Borders. This was super fun to watch and very impressive, and I love being a part of that. Yeah, that that's kind of with me and the the Runaway Guys Coliseum. Yeah, just because they they always break their record. I think this last time they hit five hundred thousand, which is impressive for Super their. Super impressive. I mean, any amount fourth, of money is great. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they they just keeps raising that bar that bar every year, and this was their fourth or fifth year they've done it. Yeah, I think this was. I think they said this was like the tenth anniversary of S or of a BDQ, but I, but it started off in like somebody's bedroom. You know, it was just like yeah. people hanging out on the couch, like three people. And then now it's this huge thing that goes on every year. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you start. Yeah. You start you start off in a bedroom and you kind of work your way up. You get you get better. You get better technology. You get more followers and subscribers and kind of grow. Just fun because they there's so many great personalities out there. What I love about GD was it. It gives all of them a voice. Basically, it lets them come on and promote their channels, but 
they're also raising money for good reasons. Sure, other YouTubers are out there like what the hell, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I I know that people like the eight bit drummer have taken notice to these girls. He's been drumming along to a lot of their original music that they've been releasing. Yeah. Fun. It's 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 interesting to see some of my some of my favorite YouTubers that I've watched on Twitter follow these girls. And I'm like, huh, I didn't know that that they were into into these girls. That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy. Uh, one of my favorite Twitch streamers that I've been watching for. I don't know, over five years now. Uh, he just he just uh, became a VTuber a couple months ago now. Yeah, and I know that uh, Proton John's wife, Lukajin, became a VTuber as well. Yeah, um, Admiral Baru's. They have wonderful you know, people on there doing essentially shout casting. They keep the conversation flowing and all that stuff in between the runners. Sometimes the runners have to concentrate they're trying to pull off specific moves, you know, cause they're mm. speed running, you know? Yeah. They have you know, people on there really fun to listen to. Sometimes the speed runners themselves are just really entertaining. I've actually followed quite a few of them now cause they've, they've made me laugh just, uh, by watching them play. Yeah. I, I, I hundred percent get that. I mean, that's the same for me with uh, runaway guys. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, as a child, I watched like Chugga Conroy, Proton John, Nintendo Capri Sun, and thanks to them, I've kind of grown out and watched a lot more of their friends as well. Like I've watched Tom Fox now. I watched Jared, the Ape Drummer. Uh, I watch uh, Family Jewels, which that guy is freaking crazy, but he's awesome. <laughs> it's a fun. I really like gaming. Has a really good side to. Yeah. It's not all about, you know, toxic gaming and Yeah, exactly. You know, you know the the whole eight year old cursing out for losing on Call of Duty or something like that. It's not yeah. all just that. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, they do it twice twice a year. Yeah, it's super fun. They adjusted like the stand on the back of it so it's not that super janky, you know pinky sized kickstand that looks like it's going to break as soon as you move it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a really wide one that takes up the whole backside of the switch. Now I, I will never use that. Cause I don't ever use the kickstand, but I'm sure some people do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, if I'm playing handheld, then it's going to be in my hands. I'm not just going to. Yeah. I think I, I think I used the kickstand like once when I first got the switch and I was like, I, there's there's no reason for that. You know, it's too small of a screen to sit a far you know, far away from. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's cool if you're going to like the airport or a coffee shop or something and you've got a friend or even a like a bar or something and you you want to sit down and play around with golf with somebody, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I guess that's what it's used for, but like I, I'm not using it. <laughs> yeah. Neither am I. Uh the other thing they they're adding a ethernet port to the dock now so you don't have to have that adapter anymore mm -hmm. i guess cool but i well it's a quality of life it's a quality of life thing exactly uh mine i don't have it hardline but i don't really play online games on the switch to wire yeah same here you know maybe monster hunter every once in a while but i've never had like an issue so 
guess it depends on how your how your Wi-Fi is. Yeah, I mostly use mine for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield to trade Pokemon between friends and whatnot. Right. And even then, that that was so far and few between that it never really bothered me that much. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing is it looks like they are upgrading the internal storage on the Switch up to 64 gigabytes. Nice. That's, which is that's honestly, that should have been their leading thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's like no space on it. I think we can kind of go into some, some news if we want to. Yeah, let's let's go into it. Start off with... Uh, this was a few weeks ago, but Nintendo finally announced their what everybody thought was going to be the Switch Pro turned out to be the Switch OLED. Yeah, that the the main big thing is that it was meant for those who like to do handheld mode for the Switch instead of the docking. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's a great looking system. It's just mm-hmm. not what you know. Of course, the internet always hypes things up more than it needs. Yeah, and that's not to say that a Switch Pro isn't going to come eventually. This is just not that. Yeah. So basically, I have some of the stats here. It's going to be a seven-inch screen, so it's a it's a bigger screen. I think they took out the little bevel that's around the original Switch, so it's more yeah. more screen space. Um, okay. The OLED screen. Um, if you've ever played like the original PlayStation Vita. Um, <clears throat> It's that kind of a screen, so it's a really vibrant screen. It brings out the colors. It's like incredibly impressive screen. So that alone is super cool. Like they're doing uh, the speakers got en- or enhanced on the on the thing too. So if you're playing in a handheld, it's got better audio. Nice. Yeah. So there's some really cool things with it, but it's definitely not what the internet was hoping for. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that one of the things I saw that after it was announced kind of helped me make my decision regarding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they this person point out saying, if you already have one, uh, don't get it. If you don't have one, go ahead and get it. If you do have one, but you mostly use a handheld, then get the system. Yeah, that's... as as for me, I usually play mine docked, so. For this one, I'm I'm not gonna spend the money on it, but I think for people who use it on the go, it's a great decision. It's gonna be huge in like some of the Asian marketplaces, you know, Japan and stuff like that. Where, yeah, where they play a lot handheld, you know, subway travels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why the 3ds was so popular? Why the PSP? Yeah. Um, so this is gonna be huge for that. It's going to be huge for, yeah, of course, the people that just like to lay in bed and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, I I would say I normally play it docked, but lately I have been playing it in build mode. Because mm-hmm. whenever I wake up in the morning, I've been getting like a coffee and I've been playing Monster Hunter. Yeah. It's, it's been kind of, so over the last couple, playing a lot more in hand mode, but I don't think it's enough for me justify spending the extra money for something that I'm fine with. Like, Switch is perfect. Like Yeah. You know, the 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 new screen and the new speakers are really cool. Of course the um added added memory. Yeah, the memory space on that's that's huge. Like mm. I just don't know if it's it's big enough for me to 
want to drop another what what is it like four hundred dollars or something yeah so it's definitely for somebody i just don't think it's yeah especially when it comes to the other thing that's coming out that's about the same price if you want to go into that (laughs) yeah we can jump right into that so it, it had been rumored for a little bit but steam finally announced it they're calling it the steam deck you gotta pronounce that (laughs) um it is a new handheld system from valve and steam Mm -hmm. that will run the steam os and the store and everything you'll be able to play all of your pc games Uh, i mean i mean especially with like all the games that are like triple a that are also on steam right now yeah or like or all the games that are just not anywhere else that are only on yeah because you know. I mean, like, like, I'm I'm thinking along the lines of like Fallout and Skyrim and these games that are mostly used on major systems can now be played in handheld mode. Yeah, that will probably have the same kind of frame rate as a PC. I would think, maybe not. No, it it will. It's yeah. So this thing is um more powerful than the Switch but slightly less powerful than the Xbox series. Okay. So it's a very powerful machine, but it's definitely mm-hmm. the middle ground. It's not as, you know, lower end as the switch is, but it's not as high end as fiber. The... It's definitely not going to be a replacement for a PC, but it's going to be an additive bonus to a PC player. Yeah. So this will give you a chance to take your PC, games on the go with you really cool yeah i mean i would get for myself just so i could play persona 4 <laughs> <laughs> right because because yeah. persona 4 is as far as i know it's not coming out anytime soon and it's strictly on steam at this point yeah so it's like it's like unless you want to be... dig up a ps2 or if you have a vita lane steam is your own yeah which i have sold my PS2 and I never got a Vita. So, yay. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I do have some of the stats for this thing too. It is also a 7-inch display screen. Um, okay. this one runs 12:8 by 8 resolution. Good. Damn, yeah, that is. Yeah, it's a 60 hertz LCD. Yeah. It's, it's a good monitor. Definitely not like a hundred, but it's going to be better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it runs a custom AMD four core eight CP. A lot of technical jargon that I don't fully understand. (laughs) Um, it has the eight RDNA two compute units and 16 gigabytes. R5. So it's, is a pretty potent little machine. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Comes in a couple different models. All of the models are the same, like innards, you know. So same specs. Same specs, just different. Mostly, it's different uh, memory, you know, like a uh, storage space. Yeah. So the base model is uh, four hundred dollars, sixty-four gigabytes of storage. So it's pretty low. I mean that that's what the new switch has so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's 
it's good for a handheld. Still pretty yeah. low for if you're running big AAA. Yeah. Um, like Fallout, Skyrim. Yeah. Or... But I believe it has expandable storage just like this. Oh, an SD okay. card you can slap into. Nice. Um, it has a $529 model that has 256 gigabytes. Wow. Pretty good. Um, and then there's a $650 version. Comes with 512 and an anti-glare etched glass. Damn. Uh, yeah, instead of the basic screen. Um, the biggest difference between base like $400 model and some of the bigger, like more expensive ones, are uh, comes with a better SSD. Or it comes with an SSD on them instead of a standard storage system. So okay. it will be the newer NV SSDs that are in like the PS5 and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have those like super fast loading times. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. That's, it sounds like Valve has like really put some major thought into this thing. Yeah. Um, sounds like, so it'll run the Steam store so you can access entire steam library and you can just access the store so i guess even if you didn't have a pc as long as you have a steam account like you could treat this as a handheld PC. nice it will also allow you to at least what i read uh you can sideload other things so you're not strictly stuck with just steam applications like you could but, run other launchers on interesting but i mean like steam does have quite a catalog no it has an incredible catalog but yeah. some that like not everything on steam so maybe yeah. you, maybe you want to run the epic one or maybe you want to run origin something like that. yeah will allow you to run or for me it would allow me to run final fantasy 14 through it okay nice. you know so i wouldn't have to yeah. go through steam you know to, to do that i can just side load it on play it that way mm-hmm. that's pretty cool um yeah it looks pretty sleek it kind of it kind of reminds me of a sega game gear if you ever remember what that looks like <laughs> somewhat <laughs> yeah it's kind of just like a a big old like black block pretty much but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it has uh two uh analog sticks on it you know standard but they're a capacitive one so it, it knows when your fingers are on it and when it's not basically okay so it's cool. kind of kind of like the um Kind of like the analog sticks that are on like Oculus stuff like that. Mm. Uh, right below the analog sticks actually has little track pads. So if your game requires mouse movement, um, you can still simulate a mouse movement. Nice, pretty neat. I don't, I don't think this thing is going to be perfect for every game that's on PC. You know, but yeah. like it's going to be a good simulation. Anything that requires yeah. like really precise mouse movement, probably not gonna probably still wanna wanna play. You know, like I don't know if this is gonna be the best for like StarCraft or but yeah. I think it will be really good for anything that already has controller support or has minimum mouse movement but still you know requires it. Yeah. 
um, has it's got all the buttons that you would want on there. All your face got four triggers, I think. It might even have triggers on the back of it too, if I remember. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, it looks really good and. Guys, <laughs> which one did you get? I definitely didn't get the six hundred. <laughs> oh come on now! <laughs> go go big or go home. Yeah, i i didn't I didn't realize it already went up for pre order because uh, mm-hmm. it just got announced. I was like, oh, that's cool! I can't wait for that to come up. And then my buddy texted me. I, they went up on Friday, so I was at work and my buddy texted me. He's like, dude, I got I got my pre order in. I was like, what? When did that happen? And he's like, he sent me the link and I logged in on my audit. <laughs> nice. Um, I think I missed the initial wave though. So oh, yeah. it sound at least this is better than what PlayStation and Xbox have been doing. But uh, mm. sounds like the initial wave sold out pretty fast. And it's supposed to come out in, I want to say, December, if I read that right. So holidays. Okay. Holidays, yeah. And then anybody that missed the initial wave out early 20. So probably like January, maybe February. Yeah. Okay. Or longer, depending on how far back in the log you are. But it sounds like they they continued taking pre-orders even after their stock technically ran out. So at least you're still guaranteed one, which I think is what PlayStation and Xbox should have done from the beginning. Agreed. Especially with all the uh scalpers and whatnot yeah for sure i mean i mean that that's what i was saying that they should they should just kept the pre-order going and then it would just be like a running running release date of like all right so you pre-order now then you get your system in like x amount of months yep like like you like you pre-ordered back in october all right since you were like technically like the fifth wave you're not getting yours until right january maybe february not something that I'm like, I have to have this right now because I have a PC and I've got a laptop that I can play on. So any games that are coming out on PC that I want to play, I can still play them now. Mm-hmm. But whenever this handheld device does come out, I'll be able to on the go with me, play them in bed and not have to strap to a desk base play. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Especially since, uh, Square Enix announced like all the remastered Final Fantasy games and stuff that are the PC. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, this is going to be perfect. I can play Final Fantasy 1 through 6 laying in bed on my handheld PC. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm pretty excited uh, for it. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's a good buy for those who are looking into that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm still to get the series s sometime soon yeah we'll see well we'll see i i got some things in in motion that i'm hoping will come to fruition so we'll see how everything kind of plays out by the end of the year yeah but it's just a it's another option out there for people that want to play option yeah yeah so i'm pretty excited for um is that uh, we had some just like random news that has popped up. Um, PlayStation has announced that they're going to do director's cuts of a couple of their video games. Mm. So we have Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima, I believe. And those nice. are going to 
I'm pretty excited for the Ghost of Tsushima one. I actually, I've really liked that game a lot. I ended up platinuming, mm-hmm. you know, hundred percent. Um, so they're adding like a new island that you can go explore. There's a standalone DLC out with it. So they're at they're adding some some cool stuff. Of course, upgrading it. It's five. Yeah. Same with uh, Ghost of or not Ghost. Uh. <laughs> The other one, whatever the hell. Death Stranding. Yeah. Uh, which I will not play that game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed bits of it. Like, it was fine, but it's definitely my least favorite Kojima. Mm. That's that's the one, if you remember, where you're basically a male. Okay. So you're, you're in a wasteland, essentially, and these weird spirits that are out on the field and hire these people to deliver packages. You're basically a FedEx person just delivering packages to different facilities, but the wasteland and treacherous and all right. That's the one that has Norman Reedus and he's like carrying the baby on his cell. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I beat it. I had fun with it for the most part, but I don't think it's not like a metal gear or something not driven to go. Yeah. I hear you. Ghost of Tsushima on the other probably will dip to just a toy around. I really like the combat in that game. Such a beautiful look. Mm. Just to play that on a PS five. Yeah. Other than that, soft. Oh, it was actually Jason Schreier, I think. Just a story about Assassin's Creed. It's called Assassin's Creed Infinity. And it's, um, I don't know, it sounds like it's they're taking Assassin's Creed and making it into a live service game. Okay. So it's no longer, at least based on this report, and since that report, Ubisoft has come out and said, like, yeah, we are working on this. So it's, like, official. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I doubt it's going to be called Assassin's Creed. It's kind of its holding name. Yeah. But it sounds like instead of releasing a new Assassin's Creed game, like, every or every other year they've been doing, uh, they're going to go a new route where it's going to be like it sounds like it's going to be like one game that constantly changes over time mm-hmm. so they're basing it off of you know how Fortnite does that and Call of Duty Warzone does the world is constantly changing like every month yeah so it sounds like that's what they're going to Assassin's okay which I don't hate the idea, but it kind of scares me a little bit. Is mm. like how long is is that formula gonna work? Like, because every Assassin's Creed is set in like a different timeline. Are you gonna play this timeline six months later? It's gonna transform into a different timeline. You know, like I don't, I don't know yeah. how they're gonna do it. 
Yeah, but uh, details are so sparse on it. This is just speculating on everything, really. Mm -hmm. So that was just the initial reporting. It sounds interesting, and I want to know more about it because I I actually really like the assassin. I've been playing them for years now, and I yeah. like I like the new direction that they we have been really fun. They turned them from more of a stealth game into more of like an action RPG. Yeah, I've really quite a bit. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with whatever this is going to be. So hopefully we'll figure out some more details on that in the coming, you know, coming week. Yeah. Well, since most developers usually do something for like the end of the year slash start of next year, we might hear something and it might get, it might get a release date next year, if anything. Yeah. And I know, I don't remember the exact dates, but I think Tokyo game show is still going on at some point in time. And Gamescom is still going to be going on. That's usually in August. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's um, there's multiple places they could announce stuff, not just E3. There's even, like, a... I think there's even, like, a Paris one. Interesting. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, within the next couple months, there's there's multiple other events that are supposedly going on that places that they get in whatever yeah but until then that's all we have really for that one uh but we did get a tweet i believe it was a tweet from atlas atlas west that uh we are in persona's 25th anniversary yes um a lot of people are speculating Persona 6 is going to sometime. I th- now this is just my opinion. I think that's still way too soon for 6 considering that Royal came out. I think it's too soon as well, year. but the news that they tweeted was starting in September they're going to be announcing 7 games between September wow. between September and sometime in mid 2022. Okay. So, like, within the next year, essentially, we've got seven new Persona titles being announced. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay. I mean, that could mean a lot of things, because Persona gets yeah. so many spinoffs. You know, like, it could yeah, exactly. it could literally be anything. It could be more They're dancing right. games. It could be those weird little spinoff dungeon crawler games. Yeah. I was going to say, they're all dancing games. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they're all of them. All seven of them are just dancing games. I mean, it, it honestly wouldn't shock me, but, you know, and yeah. we already got Persona Striker, so, like, you know... Yeah. Who really knows? But, I, I mean, mean Persona know, I, 6 I, I, would I, be awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like I said, well, like I said just earlier about Persona 4, it would be nice if they did a re-release for that on the yeah. PS five and well that's the other PS5. thing is maybe they maybe they port all of the persona games okay yeah, persona, persona one pers- two and three go to steam or persona one through four could all get ported everywhere yeah which it would be awesome if we got like a persona collection yeah i i would be completely down with that but yeah that's i mean that's exciting to me that there's going to be that much potential news coming out of the Persona team. Yeah. 
And I mean, I got I got Shimigami Tensei Five coming out this November, which I'm excited for as well. Right. Yeah. And I got I got the big deluxe edition, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah. No, that'll be cool. Always like. Yeah, and I well, I'm excited for the CDs just because Atlas does some really banger music. Oh yeah. <laughs> I still so listen I, to Persona music every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for the Shimigami Tensai Five uh, soundtrack. That, yeah. that was like my that was my main reason for getting. It. I saw it was gonna be like two discs. I'm like, all right, sold. I don't right. care if I have to spend a hundred dollars. Yeah, for sure. I get that. Yeah, no, I mean, I just thought that was uh, you know a cool little announcement that they kind of just did out of nowhere, but celebrate yeah. their 25th anniversary. Quite a few announcements. Nice. That'll be that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think that's really it for the news. So we've got a couple like hands on things we could go on with. You know, we've both been playing some golf. We've both beat that's mm-hmm. uh, so we uh, let's jump into Mario Golf. Alright, that works for me. I know we've both been playing that bit. I, I think you've played yeah. it a little more than I have. I but like five hours into it right now i've only so for me i had unlocked all the courses and have kind of played through them and well i well it's been a great game the everything about it is very interesting and how they handle hazards and all that yeah i feel like they kind of skimped out on the courses i i agree with that there's only what five courses yeah, it's like it's it's like five main courses plus the training course. Yeah, so it's it's kind of that kind of sucks, but you know they'll yeah. probably do deals. Well, and, and and they they already said that they are because they're releasing a a course based off of New Donk City from Mario Odyssey. But I mean, they did the same thing with the last Mario Party. That only like three courses. Yeah. And now they're doing a the whole uh, All Stars version that will come out within the next few months. Well, I don't know if this is just like maybe pandemic couldn't get as much in wanted to, but wanted to really. What? Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown. Such a small. You're only gonna want to play that same course. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy quite a bit about the game like i like the ability i like some of the systems they put in there like uh, battle golf seems yeah neither have i so i can't really say too much storyline is like simple but it's fun yeah i i've i haven't gone through the story mode i just kind of played the courses just by myself just to kind of clear them out I heard that it points the story mode is kind of tedious. I mean, it's pretty tedious from the. I well, I mean, from this is just from what I have heard, but it was like you go through all the courses and then you're told you have to go through all the courses again just for padding. And I'm like, that's that's a lot to do. That's a lot of golfing to do. I mean, it's a golf game. I would hope it's a lot. You go through the same courses. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh yeah, like stories it's basically you're a you're like uh an up and comer golfer. 
a prodigy. And, yeah, and so you're you're going up against some other potential, you know, up and comers. You're working your way up. It's fun. I, I like I like the free roam of the map. So like you can run holes and stuff. Yeah. I find that not great, but Yeah. I don't know. If you're looking for a fun golf game, like it's good. If you want a better golf game in my opinion, pick up everybody's golf on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's just a better golf game. But this one's fun if you really like the Mario Sports game. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing go- there's nothing wrong with going back to the GameCube and playing Toadstool Tour. Because I, th- I personally think that might be a better game than this one. That's still that's just... probably my favorite. Yeah. I'll have my GameCube. <laughs> it's tempting to plug it back. But, you know, yeah. like if you just need a quick fix of a golf game, this is pretty fun and they you know you got time to kill and you just want to hop in and play rounds with a buddy or something. serviceable it's good i don't know if it was worth six dollars good yeah that, that, that was kind of my, my main hookup was like i just spent sixty dollars for essentially like five, five yeah five courses. hours of gameplay you know yeah <laughs> so like i i don't know if i recommend this to anybody just like a Golf fan. Yeah. Is it it's it is lacking on content. I would I would wait until maybe see a cheap Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It like I said, it's got it's got good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like the characters, special abilities, each character feels different. Mm-hmm. You know, the courses they have in there are good. Yeah, there's not really a lot to say about it. It's a pretty bare bones game. Yeah, it is. But you have anything else to talk like talk about? Well, we're going to Mario Golf. Yeah, about uh, Mario Golf. <laughs> uh, I would say that one of the one of my favorite things about it that I've just kind of noticed. Is that you're not technically limited to the uh, to the to the uh, I guess the hole that you're on. Like, if you really wanted to, you could go to you could hit your ball to another hole in order to skip most of it to get to the get to the current hole you're on faster. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't even I didn't realize that. Yeah, you you can actually hit it to another to another fairway. I guess that makes sense because it's kind of an open world golf game. Yeah, I actually didn't notice it either. I had noticed that Proton John had played with a few few of his friends. Yeah, including Tom Fox. Yeah, I I watched him hit it into hit it from his from his starting position to another fairway that was like across the way, and then get like an eagle. Because he skipped over most of the hole just to get to the current one, I was like, "All right, that's kind of broke. That's yeah. kind of broken, but all right." Super, but interesting. Yeah, then, I'll have to try that a, sometime. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like there's like like no like true out of bounds unless you get into the water. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was. I, I was. I just kind of had to laugh at that. I was like, "All right, cool." 
Huh. Well, that's something fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just it was just like a little thing that I that I remembered. But yeah, otherwise it's it's fun. It that that's all I can that's all I can ever really truly say. It, it was fun. I it's I enjoyed fun, it. But I think it's weekend. a skippable game. Yeah, it was it was fun for the weekend I played it. I haven't picked it up since. Yeah. Take that as you will. Exactly. Um jump in just briefly, I picked up uh Monster Hunter Stories 2. I uh I wasn't sure if I was going to get this one or not cuz play the original one. May have played it a little bit, but I definitely didn't beat. It. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I picked this up. I'm having a great time with it. I'm not super far yet. It's basically Pokemon. Yeah. Um. This is probably well, what... blasphemy to some people, but I think it's a better Pokemon than most Pokemon games. Um. It's got a really interesting fun combat system that's a little bit more in depth than just use your most powerful move. Yeah. You know? Uh this has like a rock, paper, scissors kind of battle system to it. Mm-hmm. Have your power moves, your technical moves, speed moves, and it will show you who you're targeting and who's targeting you if you're fighting in a battle that has like multiple enemies. And if yeah. you're both targeting each other at the same time, it will go into like a roulette kind of thing. And if you pick speed and they pick power, you will actually do more damage to them, hit them first. Um, and and you'll take less damage. Because you'll hit each other at the same time. Kind of. Your attack hits stronger and faster than our attack because it's slower. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really unique and fun. And it, and it actually makes me interested to do the battle. Pokemon games, I do my best to skip most. Just, just, They're just mundane and boring most of the time. Just, just repel. Just repel everything. Exactly. <laughs> um, the game is fully uh, voice acted. It's an open world game. So go wherever. Mm-hmm. It's not like Pokemon in the fact that you stock up on a million Pokeballs and throw them at everything moves. You yeah. Know, this one is like they they take kind of the best parts of Pokemon and the best parts of Monster Hunter a little bit. Um, So, yeah, like I was saying, in Pokemon, you would just kind of like grab a bunch of Pokeballs and you would go on a, just go on a spree. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to catch that Pidgey and then I'm going to catch that Rattata, you know? Yeah. Um, in this one, it's you will do battles with things instead of like weakening all the way down, you know, throwing a Pokeball at them. Or this one, you would actually fight the monster and then you would track it back to its nest. And then you mm. would uh, sneak in and try to steal one of the eggs from the nest. And then you'd take okay. that egg back to your place and you'd hatch it. Um, so while you're in the nest, you. Um, You'll like kind of pick. You'll have your pick of which eggs you want to take, and if you grab the right ones, it, it might. Pokemon would be like a shiny Pokemon, better statted Pokemon monster. Take that back and shit, and then that'd be in the party. So in your setup, you would have basically one monster yourself. Usually have like a buddy, their monster set up in a turn-based battle system 
like a traditional Final Fantasy or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. It's like a mixture of a couple different games. Got a little bit of Pokemon in it. Got a little It's got a little bit of Hunter. Yeah, one of the main things that I, well, at least when you first told me about this, I kind of got Shimigami Tensai slash Persona, Persona vibes, personally. Yeah, it's kind of like just, that. Just because those are the closest games that I've played to something like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. I, I would say this is definitely closer to a Pokemon. Yeah. But I'm having a great time with it. If you like the art style and overall lore, this isn't like a traditional model. Like kind of that same art style and you like stuff. It's great. Like turn-based games. Maybe you feel like Monster Hunter is a little too complicated because it can be a really deep, complicated game. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of boils it slower pace turn a little bit easier to grasp than the systems upon systems that a traditional monster has yeah so far i'm really enjoying it some more i've only gotten a couple hours what i played i really like nice you recommend this one a bit cool we can, uh, I think we both beat Yakuza Kiwami finally. Yeah, uh, just give me one quick little second here. I just saw some information that we did unlock part three in Pokemon Go Fest. Oh, which cool. It, which is an unknown. It was just announced about 14 minutes ago. So I oh, just want to get that out there that we, that we did unlock all three of the ultra uh, special events. Badass, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah so and they they're not going to announce what it is yet so all right that that's going to be a mystery for us hey breaking news <laughs> exactly <laughs> that won't be so breaking by the time this episode goes. well i mean it depends on when it when it happens because i think the first part's supposed to be like july like 23rd or something like that so it's supposed to be like sometime next week gotcha cool so it, it it may it may have just happened by the time we record our next episode but we'll see we'll see what happens Ooh, exciting. Yes. All right. Back to Yakuza. Back to Yakuza. Yeah, we both beat it finally. Yes. Take me a little bit longer to get through this one, which is crazy because it's much shorter than Yakuza. (laughs) Yeah. Just because I I would jump in and I'd play it for like a little bit at a time and then I'd go do something. I I like this one. I think I liked Yakuza better overall. Yeah. Um, but just like who's a zero, it's got a really compelling story. Characters mm-hmm. are all super depth and fun. Majima's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> see, seeing some of the stuff that he does, like hiding underneath the traffic cone and popping out of sewers or showing up at a strip club. It was just like, or, all right, cool. Faking a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Or being a policeman or, you know, yeah. any number of things. Ridiculous. Yeah. Love him for it. Yeah. Still my favorite character in the guys right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and like I had mes- mentioned to you earlier, to me, it felt like Yakuza 1 was meant to be a standalone game because they killed off a lot of characters in that game. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil too much for people that haven't played it yet. Even though it's an older yeah. game, you know, just in case you want to get into it. But yeah, go into this game not getting super attached to people because uh, not gonna last. <laughs> no, especially if you play. Especially if you play zero first, and you actually do kind of get attached to some of them. Yeah, because because most of the characters that appeared in one definitely appeared in zero. Oh yeah, almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I did. I did like the newer characters that were in this one too. Like, I was a little worried at the very beginning of the game when you get the little girl. I was yeah. like, "Oh man, is this whole game gonna be like a, you know, escort kind of game?" Mm. Uh, but no, it wasn't at all. She was actually a really cool character. A lot. Yeah. That girl. That girl. <laughs> just a little spoiler here. That girl's got a gambling streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that 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 was crazy at that at that point. I was just like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> There's some crazy stuff. And, and you know, just like Zero, it has a really got a plot twist in there. I don't think it's as big of a plot twist to me as was. Yeah. But considering this game was like the S two game. There's a lot of stuff. I understand why this why this series flourished the way that if this yeah. was the first game in the series, incredible. Mm-hmm. I agree. For me, starting with zero, I think zero is a better overall, but it also came yeah. out way later. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, zero had Mr. Libido and one <laughs> didn't. It, it it already dropped in score from that. Exactly. Can't. Mr. Libido wins all. Yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly zero out of ten no mr libido yeah um and, ma- and maybe he was there he just finally put on clothes i don't know <laughs> or he got like stabbed yeah <laughs> yeah he got some got some stis there <laughs> there was some fun things i definitely didn't do really as much of the side content this one as i did in z i did quite a bit of it i think i got majima to rank at Oh, you, you went farther than I did. I got to, like, rank B with Majima. Yeah. Well, towards oh, the yeah. end, he was just showing up every time I turned a corner. So, even if yeah. I wanted to stop doing stuff. You couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't, like, find yeah. me. Uh, I mean, to go into a little detail on it. In this game, to unlock your super move, dragon style, you have to fight Majima to regain back all your abilities that you had from Yakuza Z. And so every time you fought him, you built up like an experience bar that would unlock more moves for that dragon stuff. Which, funny enough, yeah. I like never used dragon stuff. So, oh, neither did I. Like, I. I always went. I always went with the uh, the uh, was it the the grapple one, the one where you pick up all the uh, yeah, items. where you just like instantly pick up things. Yeah, I yeah. always use that one. That's all I, I use ma- too. <laughs> I, I maxed I maxed that one out because I was like, I'm just gonna be using this. So uh, by the time I beat him, I had all three of them maxed out. Ex- yeah uh the one thing i did actually really like in this game i did like the battle system a little bit more because mm-hmm. it did force you to use all of the all the different styles yeah uh, because whenever they would go into the charge mode they would like change colors to what did yeah uh, so they would like start glowing blue so you would switch over to brawler move 
and if you had unlocked it on your skill tree mm -hmm. uh, you could instantly do like a, a superpower move that would stop them yeah uh, so I found that really cool and incredibly fun to just like you know, you'd go into a battle and you'd start kicking their butt and then all of a sudden they would start charging gaining their health which that's the thing I hated in this fact that the bosses could just refill their health bar uh, <laughs> but uh, it was cool that um, if you unlock that ability you could stop them from doing that instantly by doing like you know your wire your triangle yeah found that pretty fun yeah I, I did not like the the region their health bar you know <laughs> yeah that, that was kind of annoying I get down to like like near the end and they just regen like over half of their like over half of the orange bar and I'm just like really come yeah. on that's why I was like it's really important that you unlock whatever that ability is stop them that is super <laughs> yeah yeah like I enjoyed it quite a bit there was some fun like callbacks in some of the side missions that I did run into little kids from the RC car mm -hmm. so you'll run into Yeah. So I, I found that pretty cool that they fall back. Yeah. Oh, I still love the yeah. a series. Uh, yeah, I, I have plans to this. Yeah, I plan to start up two sometime soon. Yeah, I I played the first like two hours of I finished one so many characters. Yeah. So I, I was like, where are they going to get? How, like, how do they go on from? Yeah. So I started up too. And just to see what. A little bit that I've played of too. It's, it's pretty cool. They've changed the map up a little bit. I mean, it's the same. It's literally the same map. Yeah. But uh, they've made it a little more. Open's not the right word, but flowy. Yeah. Like uh a little more streamlined in a sense. Yeah, it's it's way more streamlined. That's a good um yeah. so like there's no more loading screens to go into shops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just walk right in, right up to the walk out. Uh the camera seems a little different, everything seems a little shiny. Okay. So far, it seems not nearly did, far enough to talk about it. Yeah, did did it say like what the time frame is between the first and second one? Uh, is it one is year it, later? One year later, okay. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like zero to one had like what, a like, year gap? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, yeah, because it, it started like in the nineties, and then it goes to like two thousand five. <laughs> so uh, this one takes place after of one yeah okay and so it starts up and does like a literal recap of the entire first game 
I don't know if you can, you might be able to skip that because I kept asking. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. Then it just <laughs> oh, you want, oh, you want to restart it? All right, here you go. Yeah, that's what I was like worried about. I was like, oh, it's just going to boot. Uh, it seems cool. Very excited. Yeah, for one, it's great. Yeah. Very uh, story heavy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. One of those games that you go in. Yeah. But they're good video. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm curious to see how Majima is going to be zany in this one. Yeah, so far in the first two hours, I haven't run into. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, ho- I hope, I hope there's a there's a stripper moment again because that was funny in the first one. I, I will say you do. You do go back to Majima's map. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, Osaka map. Yeah. So, start off. In original map. Yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah, in Tokyo, and then you have to go do something. But you nice. They give you a little bit of a. Oh, so yeah. how long you stay in that? It's uh, crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I'm excited to get into it, but I'm gonna probably take a break from that and play Monster Hunter. Edwards. yes that's the that's our that's our next game that that we'll be talking about yeah and yeah. you've you've already talked to me a little bit about it and said that it's really good i yeah, i'm I, impressed I, I, with it i haven't picked it up yet i'm probably going to give it just a little bit more time just because i got some bills that are coming up that i gotta take care of and it's just kind of like i want to get that kind of focus first before i decide to spend money on under the game. Plus, I got other pre-orders that I need to take care of first. <laughs> Understandable. Um, like, it's great. Uh, I, I didn't play this one back in the day. It originally came out on the Wii. Mm-hmm. I had played Twilight Princess. Motion controls really turned me away. So I just never picked Skyward Sword. Um, yeah. But I'm glad I picked this up now. I've been having present. Mm-hmm. I just picked it up yesterday. Uh, but it's smooth, vibrant, a lot. I really like the way Zelda. Yeah. I like the way Link. They have upgraded it to where it's in 1080p. And it runs at a solid state. Whereas the original like version, I want to say it was like 480. Yeah. And it ran at 30 frames per second. Much smoother and much crisper. Okay. They've added a lot of like quality of life. Little cutscenes don't pop up every time. Your little helper, which I think the name's Fee Lady the Sword. Yeah. The um, Spear of the Sword or whatever. Yeah, I guess in the original version she was like super annoying. Every 
10 seconds to yell at you. Um, <laughs> they've streamlined Navi. that. Yeah, it's Navi 2.0. 2.0, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she doesn't, I guess she doesn't come out too much in this one other than for, you know, for story reasons. Um, yeah. So they mapped her button to like down on the D. If you hints and help, you still have her come out and yell at you, but mm. doesn't do it willy nilly. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, another, I, not as big for somebody that's playing it for the first time. Somebody that's maybe played this a bunch of times. Speedrunners. They added the ability to skip cutscenes and dialogue boxes. Okay. So, you know, help somebody. Yeah. The biggest thing is they added a new control scheme to it. So originally it was all motion controls. Why I didn't play it. So in this one, you can still do the motion controls if you want to. And I've heard they're way better now. Yeah. Uh, But they also added the ability to... uh, Use a controller, so swing your sword instead of waggling the remote. Uh, you just flick the like right analog stick. Um, it's not perfect by any means, but I would much rather do that than swing a remote. <laughs> uh, so it's like it doesn't have freeform camera like you would expect because the right analog stick is your sword now, but Hold down L, Joy-Con, and then move the camera freely with the right analog stick. That takes a little time to get used to. Yeah. Once you do it a little bit, it's not. Combat is fine. The flicking the stick, not a euphemism. <laughs> but it's, uh, it works. If you flick it to the right, if you swing right, if you flick it to the left, you swing. You do left, right, left, you or right. Uh, you do yeah. your spin attack. Um, if you go up, down, for that comp, dab down. So it all works. But I don't really play the all the games. Yeah. But I I really like Skyloft. I think that I like flying around a little bird. Loft wing. Smoother now. Rolls as well. Yeah. But <laughs> now it's just standard light controls. I like I like all the supporting characters. Really holy character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still I just finished like the tutorials. Just a couple. Just got my law. And the ability to actually go down surface world. up in the sky yeah I've been having a pretty good time with it skipped the game like I, I recommend it 
far as like story wise goes, I think this is an important Zelda game. Yeah. Because, I mean, this one's technically the prequel of all the Zelda games. Yeah, I think this is supposed to be like the first one in the. T- yeah. Based on the trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Yeah. Played it before. Probably still worth going back to because stream a lot of things. Much more fluent and comfortable to play. Also adjusted the UI so there's no longer a giant remote on the on the button. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. I'll have more to say on it. Yeah, we'll definitely have more to talk about next month for the for the next episode. I mean, really, I think that's pretty much all I've got about anything. No, I think I'm good on my end. I haven't really been doing too much video game-wise. I've been playing a little bit of Minecraft, but that's just me messing around and building stuff. Yeah. Been playing a lot. Hopefully I can get through a couple of these games before the next... uh stuff to play. yeah from what i have played I, I don't necessarily recommend mario um i do recommend monster hunter stories and i do recommend skyward sword if you're a zelda yeah and of course yakuza uh, yakuza goes without saying yeah. ajima best boy yeah <laughs> with libido being a close second <laughs> even though he's only in, even though he's only in zero as far as we know <laughs> he he may make an appearance later on but as far as i know he's only in zero your man will live on yes <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh with that i think that is the end of the podcast so thank you as always for listening and thank you dylan for co-host yeah no problem uh we will talk to you guys later